May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Nobody, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, right? Nobody does that. Yeah. Nobody does that. Why would you do that? Why would you put a lamp under a basket? I have a story to tell about why that might happen. And I don't have to go far very far back to tell this story. This Thursday evening here at St. James, we celebrated the Feast of the Presentation, which is also known as Candlemas. And this is a holiday that comes 40 days after Christmas. On this holiday, the Feast of the Presentation or Candlemas, we remember that Jesus was brought by his parents to the temple as all first, firstborn sons would have been to be presented in the temple. And at the same time, his mother Mary would have undergone the ritual purification that would follow the giving birth to a child. When Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, they encountered two people, two wise and aged and faithful elders of the community. They were Simeon and the prophet Anna. Both of these elders were told to come to the temple because they would see the fulfillment of God's promise for them if they came on that day. And in fact, Anna never left the temple. She lived there. She spent her days and nights there, faithfully waiting. So these two elders, both moved by the Spirit, were present at the presentation of God in God's own temple. The prophet Simeon, recognizing Jesus in this small child 40 days after his birth. In the Gospel of Luke, he sings this great hymn. He says, Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. He recognizes Jesus as the light, which is the light of God for all people. I'm getting to the point of my story. <laughs> the, the light, which is the light of God for all people. So on Candlemas, that's why we carry lights. We bless our candles. It became traditional in the church to celebrate the return of light as we move towards spring and the longer days. And also to bless those candles, the things which give us light in our homes and in our church. So. To celebrate this holiday, to celebrate this feast, we had a lovely soup and bread and dessert supper over in the parish hall. And then we gathered together and we passed out 
candles to each person. We lit our candles. And then we walked out into the night with our candles lit. And it was going to be very picturesque and beautiful as we walked through the darkness, bearing our lights. Except those who were there will remember it was a little breezy. And so we're walking with our lights and I'm at the back of the procession. I can see one by one, these lights get blinked out by the wind. And I'm, I'm real proud of myself because I remember to put my hand up to cover my candle from the wind. And I get almost all the way to the church door. And then there's this great big wind and out goes my candle too. And I was a little worried because I thought, oh, you know, we'd, we'd brought down the lights here in the sanctuary. So people were going to come into this kind of dark space and bring their light into it. And it was going to be this very moving liturgical moment. But there was no light by the time we got here. So why might you cover your lamp? Now, if you think about what Jesus is saying, that each of us carries within us a light of God, or each of us carries within us this sort of earthy saltiness that makes us who we are, I almost think of him as, as saying like a, a familiar metaphor we might use is uh, you are the spice of life. You know, you bring a certain something um, to this, you know, to this feast of the world. But we might hide our light in order to protect it from whatever assaults it, whether it's a physical light and it's, it's blown out by wind but probably each of us remembers or has had an experience where that all that light that makes us ours, whether you think about that light as, as your faith or, or, or what it is that makes you you, the way that God created you to be. And chances are that there's some point in your life where a metaphorical gust of wind threatened that light that is uniquely yours. Maybe it was a harsh word given at just the wrong time. Snuffed out that light. Or maybe it was a moment of true loss or grief, but that light of faith that burns within you flickers. No matter what it is, there's that move to want to protect what is most precious to us from how it is threatened out in the world. And yet Jesus says, no one after lighting a lamp puts it under a basket, even if you want more than anything to protect it. Going back to that story, As my light went out, when I came to the open door of the church, I thought, oh, how are we going to do this now? It's going to be dark in there. What will we do for light? You know, we're going to have to get some, someone's going to have to go and turn on the, turn, turn the lights up and someone else is going to have to get a match and light the candles. In the doorway of the church was one person who had lit their candle 
And as each person came in with their blown out candle, she relit it. So me with all my worries came in to a beautiful church full of people holding their candles. When Jesus says, you are the light of the world. One of the problems with our translation is we mostly say you, whether it's one person or a whole lot of people, right? <clears throat> when Jesus says, you are the light of the world, he's not talking to an individual. So a more a translation that we might better understand is y'all, all of y'all are the light of the world. He's speaking to the gathered community, not just to one person. Let y'all, let y'all's light so shine before the world. Doesn't that make sense? Because if our instinct is to say, gotta protect my light, what I've got, that's true if we're on our own. But our candle moss service and that person who was relighting the light can remind us that when we come to that instinct to protect and hide the light, we're forgetting that there's a whole community whose purpose is to nurture one another's light and to help it to grow and shine. Y'all let your light so shine. And if one person's light is flickering, then others can help them to relight, to rekindle the light and the life of God within them. Nobody's light stands alone in the community of Christ. And isn't it funny then that Jesus, who is the light of the world, turns around and says, y'all are the light of the world, you, the body of Christ, gathered here on earth together. You are the light of Christ. Christ who is the light is you who are the light. So don't be afraid. <coughs> don't hide your light. But instead, remember that we are here together to keep that light burning. Amen. Amen.